All right, here we go. Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis, page thirty-two in the Hebrew Masechus Bavakama. We're going to pick up. We're going to go back to the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amud Beis, thirty-one B, and pick up from the Mishnah five lines from the bottom. Now we're already very familiar with this Mishnah, and it has to do with one guy walking with his beam and one guy walking with the barrel. The overall mahalach that we need to keep in mind with uh, some exceptions as we're going to see on today's daf really a beautiful fascinating daf ahead of us you're ready for an incredible journey the overriding theme over here is going to be you're responsible if you're the one being strange all right if you do something unusual we're going to put the achrayas on you every when you're in a rishus because everybody has a right to be there so beforehand towards the beginning of the masechta we had a big approach on whether it was in the victim's property, the nizik, whether it's in the, the mazik's property. Here we're dealing with everybody has a right to be there. So whoever's being more abnormal is generally the one who we're going to put the onus on. All right, let's get going. Zok the Mishnah. One guy's coming with his barrel, the other guy's coming with his beam. Now, the Rashi explains they're walking towards each other as, a pro, as opposed to one going behind the other in the same direction. So they're going towards each other. And what happens? They, they knock into each other. And the barrel breaks on the beam, Potter, the one carrying the beam, is not responsible. Why? Because nobody's doing anything specifically unusual. They both have rights to be there. It says, That's what he's meant to do. You're meant to keep walking in now they're not walking towards each other. Rather, the guy with the beam is in front and the guy with the barrel is behind him. So, what do we do? So the barrel breaks on the beam. What do we say? Putter bal hakura. The bal hakura is putter. Why is he putter? Because the other guy is tailgating him. It's his achrayas. Top of today's daf. But let's say the bal hakura does something strange and unusual and he makes a short stop. Then chayav. Then he's not going to be chayav. Why? Remember, we learned previously, you're supposed to shout out a warning. Give a warning up as something, but it's unusual to make a short stop. But if he shouts out to the balchavis, hey, dude, halt, stop, putter. Lachi is going to be putter. Because even though he's the one who did something strange, he gave ample warning. This is part of living in a Rishasarabim with other people. You have to expect it. Hence, he's going to be off the hook for breaking the barrel. Next case. Let's say the owner of the barrel is in front and the owner of the beam is behind. So then the owner of the beam is going to be chayev. For what? Tailgating. It's unusual. You don't, you don't belong so close. However, if the owner of the barrel makes a short stop, then he's responsible. He did something unusual. And Potter, the guy with the beam, is not responsible. If the guy with the barrel says to the guy with the beam, hey, dude, stop. Because you should know I just slowed down. So then Chayev, the guy with the beam is going too close. He's the one who's responsible. Ends off the Mishnah. The same thing holds true when if you exchange beam for fire and exchange barrel for flax. So you have one guy walking with a fire, one guy walking with flax. Flax is flammable. Same thing. We're going to put the, the onus, the achrayas on each other. And this also as we're going to see, touches very much onto Neiris Hanukkah. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara Azai. Never saw it. The Gemara like says, oh, and in this kind of case, it'd be the same thing. You know. And then just leaves it. It's like he's doing you, very good. doing you a favor to explain it to you. Very good. Good. It's good, it's good thought. We'll wait for the Gemara. Wait for the Gemara to, to pinpoint it, but it, 
Every ha'ara has a rhyme and reason. So very good. Gavaldi. Zok the Gemara. Bomine Rabba Barnosan Miravuna. Rabba Barnosan asks a question searching for information from Ravuna. Hamazik as ishtai bitashmish hamita mahu. You have a couple involved in consensual intercourse. A regular married couple. It's a fascinating case. Chabra, listen closely. And the wife gets damaged during the relations. What is the halacha? You want to know what the Gemara Shail is? Can she sue her husband for damages? I want to tell you something before we go weiter. The Shochan Aruch Paskins at the end of this Gemara, she could. She know, a woman has a right to sue her husband for damaging her during consensual intercourse. Now listen to this. Kivan der do we say that since it happened with permission, we have two consenting adults. Potter, he's off the hook. There's no responsibility. Kacha, sometimes things happen. Or perhaps, we say like this. Do you have a right to be there? Yes. But that doesn't give you a right to damage. And therefore, you are responsible to be more careful. This is a profound shayla. It's a profound question that involves many, many part of our daily lives. Says the Gemara. Amarle, Ravuna said back. Tinisua, we learned in our Mishnah, when somebody comes with a beam, one guy comes with a barrel, when everybody has a right to be there, okay, and um, the, the barrel breaks, the, the beam breaks the barrel, since they both had rights, the owner of the beam is not responsible, and therefore let's use our Mishnah to say, the husband will call him the beam, the wife will refer to her as the barrel. And since they both had permission to be there, this is a consenting intercourse. Again, if it's non-consensual, avada he's chayev. There's no, there's no shayla about it. But here, when everybody has a right to be there, we're going to assume that he's going to be potter. Omar Rava, Rava says, one second. I don't understand your answer. I disagree. Kavachaymer. Let's make a kavachaymer. Umayyar, when it comes to a forest, everybody's right to be in the forest. Both the victim and the damager has a right to be there. If somebody mistakenly murders his friend, we consider the forest, out in the forest, we consider the forest to be the domain of the victim. And we make it as if I, the, the one who killed by mistake entered the domain of the victim. And I want to pause and double click on this for a minute. What does this mean? This means like this. It'd be a, this is a fascinating lambdas. Listen closely to this lambdas. Beginning of the Masechta, earlier in the Masechta, we explained there's something called Rosh Hamazik. If I damage you in my property, there's less of an onus on me. If I damage you in your property, there's more of an onus. See, there's a way to view Rosh Harabim. There's a way to view a public property. Ke'ilu, it's kind of a Rosh Hanizik. It's kind of like a victim's property. Why? Because... What's unique about a victim's property? The victim had rights to be there. Now you could time it the other way as well. But the Maisa, we see from the Haharig uh, B'Shaygig, when somebody kills unintentionally, the fact that you're Chayev means we place more of an emphasis on the victim's rights to be there. And hence, we'll send the killer into Gullus. So says the Gemara, not the same way by murdering unintentionally in a forest. We make, you both had rights to be there, but we make it as if you were Nichnas into the Nizik's domain. And therefore, over here, where the husband has a, a complete right to enter his wife's domain during intercourse, how much more so, <clears throat> so uh, like Koshkin, how much more so should he be Chayev? 
we should certainly be chayev. Because here there's absolutely uh, an agreement. So beforehand we said, oh, look from our Mishnah, your potter, says Gemara over here, you should be chayev the same way we send somebody, uh, we make a mechoya for killing. What's, Set, what's the forest situation? The forest situation is somebody murders somebody else out in a forest by mistake. We're chopping wood and a chvase, the, the handle flies off the axe in a way that'll send me into gullus. So we say, since the victim had a right to be there, even though the... Since the victim had a right to be there, even though it wasn't his... His rishos. It was not his rishos. No, it's a forest. Oh, it doesn't belong to no, anyone. No, exactly. Ownerless forest. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought the Sahara Forest. I thought it belonged to somebody. Okay. You ever heard of the Sahara Forest? No. No? So here's the joke. You ready? There's a guy who applies for a job to be a lumberjack. And he's a little teensy-weensy guy. So he shows up and everybody else is big and burly. So they say to the guy, no, what's your experience? He says, my experience is I worked in the Sahara forest. He said, you mean the Sahara desert? He said, that's what they call it now. Uh-huh. Now it's good. That's how good it is. Okay. So, but it's, it's, out, it's out in public. So, but we have a contradiction. We have a steer. Our mission seems to imply you're off the hook because the beam in the barrel. But if you, look at, if you look at the killing, it seems to imply that it's like Rishos and Nizik. And we should obligate the husband for going into his wife's domain. Even with Rishos, he should be Mechoyev. Answers the Gemara, Ella, Hakatani, Shalazar, Rishos the Halich, Verzat, Rishos the Halich. But what about our first Mishnah? So now we have a contradiction in Mishnah. So we can do it with the first Mishnah. Says so Gemara, Hasam Tarvayu Kadia Dodininus. I'll tell you the difference. In the first Mishnah, both the beam guy and the barrel guy are walking towards each other, and what happens? Give out the splat. They're both moving. But Hacha over here, where the husband causes damage during the Bia, Ihu Kavin Maisa, he's the one who's active. We consider, see, in general, we consider an act of Bia to be that the husband is active and the woman is passive. Okay, that's in general how it's viewed. Bigger conversation, but in general, this is how it's this is how the Gemara is view, gonna view it. To which the Gemara asks a Gavaldik Akasha. Says the Gemara, one second. Are you ever mechuyev? Are you ever obligated when you do something passively? Generally not. Generally not. Ask the Gemara one second. Two adults are in a consensual relationship and they have illicit relations, forbidden relations. They're both chayav misa. Ah, you just told me she's passive. What'd she do? Frak the Gemara v'loihi v'aksev v'nechzur on the first slice. Bekar of Amom. They're both chayav misa. If she's chayav misa, doesn't that imply that she did an action here? Answers the Gemara, huh? Uh, what? In action. In action. Uh, not necessarily. Well, and she agreed to be the there. The fact that she's there. The fact, the fact that she's there, what? It shows her. No, that's not, it's not us to be there. It's not us to be there. The Isser Misa. With her clothes off, it's us to be no, there. No, it's not. Absolutely not. If a man and woman have their clothes off, they're not Mechoyev Misa. So how could you be Mechoyev Misa? Well, I mean, that's just, it's just the next step. Seder. Uh, you can have a man and woman with clothes off and they're together and there's no, there's no warning and there's no yeah. aid and they're still not Chayav Misa. No, but if they, they are, are... No, you're not Chayav Misa. Right. So no. where's the action that creates the Chayav Misa from her? Where's the action? The action of the Chayav Misa yeah. is something active. I hear what you're saying, but... Yeah, that's Gemara Shai. Says Gemara, Hanala Tavayu Islahu. Granted, they both receive benefit. They both receive some sort of pleasure. And that's what causes the Chi of Misa on both of them. There's a fascinating Chiddush. It's a fascinating thing. The Chi of Misa is going to come through the fact that they both entered into a situation. I think this is what Michael and Yale, I think it's what the item here is saying, is that they both entered consensually into a situation of receiving pleasure. But Eel Misa like We don't consider it as if 
It's her physical action of, of uh, intercourse. It's her physical action of bia. Okay. Gavaldik. Bottom line, how does this come full throttle? How does this come full circle? The Gemara says that we had a contradiction. We had a stira. Our Mishnah seems to imply your potter. The other Mishnah by killing seems to imply your chayav. Says Gemara, we're going to do with this Mishnah. I, your potter. Says Gemara, the only reason why you're potter is because you're both in movement. You're both involved. Over here by B, you're not in movement. So bottom line is, which Mishnah are we sticking with? What's it more similar to? The case of the killing? And hence, the husband, a husband is going to be chayev. He's going to be obligated if he damages his wife uh, during, uh, uh, during intercourse. Okay. Period. End of the Gemara. Zok the Gemara Vaiter. Hoya Balkura Rishon Vichul. If the guy walking with the beam is there first, he's walking in front. Amri Shlakish Rishlakish says, Shtei Pares Bershus Haram. You have two cows walking into a public domain. Achas Ravutza, the Achas Mehalachas. One is crouching. And one is walking. Now, it's abnormal to crouch in a public domain. Abnormal. But the one walking kicks the crouching one. That's also abnormal. I get and talk. Get out of my way. The cow doesn't know Rishus Harab and Rishus Harab. The owner does. The cow, you know, the cow decides to lay down. The cow decides to lay down. But the owner has to make sure your cow, if you're going to take it to a public domain, doesn't do anything unusual. So the owner is going to be on you. What are you doing? Your cow says laying out for a 10. No, and, sometimes they do. Uh, well, take it off to the side. Put it on the shoulder. You haven't been around cows. I have not been around cows. Yeah. When a cow decides to lay down, they, they lay down. Rabbi Glazer, 12th grade Rebbe, Neri Sro, he used to call it, Hertz rent a cow. Yeah? And he would read this Gemara. Maybe he got it from Hertz rent a cow. Yeah? Okay? Echveis. Bottom line, it's abnormal for a cow to crouch. Now, at least we're talking about real cows. Right? When I was, when I was a, a younger kid than I am now, the joke was, teacher says to her class, teacher says to her class, what do you get from a goat? What do you get from a goat? Milk. Huh? Milk. What do you get from a chicken? Eggs. Eggs. What do you get from a cow? So one kid says, homework. Uh, okay, uh, fine. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't go well. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Sure, it didn't go well. All right. Abulamaisa, we're dealing with a real cow over here. So it's abnormal. The cow's going, get out off to the side. Get, take your cow off to the shoulder. So stay far. It's going, one crouches, one's walking. The walking one kicks the crouching one. Why? Because your animal shouldn't be crouching, and therefore my, my cow's allowed to kick it. However, if the cow crouching one kicks the walking one, said the owner of the crouching animal is going to be Mechoyim. Says Gemara Lev. What if the animal just stops and stands still? So if that's a normal thing to happen, there's no problem whatsoever. If that's a normal way for it to happen. No, when we're all in Rosh Hashanah. I would say it's a very normal thing. Okay, so that's why the Gemara says uh, crouching is abnormal. And an animal stopping isn't. See, when I have a right to be there and you have a right to be there, we have to function within people's rights to do things. Yeah. You're right. So it says Davka, Davka Ravutza. Davka Ravutza. So that's what Yeah. Now you're, being, you're, you're making a diuk, which the Gemara is going to get to. It that's just says. Get, that's why he's saying the crouching, because. Correct. That's an abnormality. That's a real abnormality. When, it's, when it stops, it depends. Stops, goes, stops. So then it's going to depend how abnormal that is. Right. So Ravutza is an example of abnormality. I think there will be times when the animal but just the stops. Is, the thing that's strange about all this is that no one talks about that you have to allow a certain distance. I mean, it's like like driving a car. You're right. The, the, You're right. Yale's pointing out that nobody discusses 
uh, what's considered tailgating specifically? Right. What's considered uh, being too close? You're right. I'll tell you why. You, you bring up a deep point because you kind of Because here's what the, I'll tell you why. There's many times in our lives where, depending on where you're at, will determine proper etiquette and proper social norms. The Gemara is not giving a specific distance because there's a lot that depends, first of all, on speed, what the social norms are, how that works out, and that's how the Gemara leaves it out. But if the Gemara is basing it off of a premise that you're following the social norms of Rosh Hashanah. Ain't a chanam. If you're not going to give a specific number. No, it's good. It's good. Okay. Says the Gemara, let's bring a riot to Rishlakish Habakura, Rishon Bala, Chavis Acharen. If the owner of the beam is going in front, the owner of the barrel is behind him, Nishbra, Chavis Bakura, the barrel breaks on the beam, Potter, Vimamad Balkura, Chayev. If he short stops, then he's the one responsible because uh, what he's, that, that's abnormal. Now, says the Gemara, why don't we say that short stopping of the beam is similar to a cow crouching? Vikatoni Chayev, but Armish says you're going to be Chayev when you short stop. So you see from over here, that the Mishnah seems to be like Reish Lakish, that if a squatting animal, an animal that's crouching, Mamish goes ahead and kicks, you're going to be Mechoyev, says the Gemara of is it logical to bring that proof? But Reish Lakish is not looking to prove himself from the Mishnah. Not only is it not a proof, this mission not approved, but this actually could be a question on Reish Lakish. I'll tell you like this. Time, the reason why the crouching animal is going to be obligated, debata. When's a crouching animal obligated for hurting the walking animal? When it kicks. But what if it didn't kick? Let's he's just sitting there and the, and the walking animal trips over it. potter. It seems the crouching animal is not going to be chayev. See, here's the problem. Notice is a, a beautiful einfall from the Mishnah. The Mish, when it said the animal crouched, that wasn't enough to make it obligated for damaging. It said the animal crouched, and then if it kicked the walking animal... So it had two abnormalities. That's where I say you're mechoyev. But stamazoy, if you have one crouching animal and another animal stam, push it, walking by, it doesn't seem we're obligating the, the crouching animal. Armish is dealing with memela, where the, the barrel crashed into the beam, and still we say, you're chayev. So this is a question on Reish Lakesh. Answer the Gemara, Mastisim, the Paschal, Orche, Shilda. Armish is dealing with a case where the beam was mamish blocking the entire road like a shilda, okay? So uh, a shilda is a dead animal, like a carcass. It's laying across the road, and those pashas know the way to go about it. But in the case of the, squ- uh, of the uh, uh, crouching cow, she was crouching on one side. Here's the chiddush. Get ready for this. An animal crouches in a public domain, but it's not blocking the entire domain. The other animal comes walking by. Wink, wink. Kicks the crouching animal. Yeah? I mean, wink, wink. It's like the bully that wants to kick the other kid and it looked like the good kid in front of the Rebbe. Yeah? The walking animal had another way around the crouching animal. Go there. And if you don't, we don't put the onus on the crouching animal. Says the Gemara, when is the owner of the crouching animal responsible? In the following case. Even when there's space. But if there's a crouching animal and the crouching animal kicks the walking animal... 
then there's no excuse to say, oh, you could have gone somewhere else. No, you tell your animal not to kick. However, whatever language you speak, the, the, the responsibility is completely on you. And this is a raya. This is a, to, this is a answer for Reish Lakish. Says the Gemara, Elisefa, Demastis, Mesele, the Reish Lakish. We'll say the end of the mission is a raya to Reish Lakish. The Katani, we learned in our mission. Ahiyah, Balchavis, Reish. And if, let's say, the owner of the barrel is walking in front of Bakura, Achran, and the owner of the beam is walking behind him, Nishbar, Achavis, Bakura, if the, if the barrel broke on the beam, now again, the barrel was going in front. So then, Chayov, he's, uh, he's going to be uh, Chayov. The owner of the beam is going to be Chayov because he should have slowed down. The Muhammad Baal Chavis, but if the owner of Chavis made a short stop, so then Pater, it's because he did something abnormal. So now it says the Gemara like this, Why don't we make this a case of the walking one kicking the crouching one? Okay, when in other words, we'll say like this, the guy with the barrel making the short stop, he's the one who's causing the beam to come along, the Katani Pater. And over here, we say you are Pater. Armish is dealing with the guy with the beam is walking in a regular fashion, and therefore when you're walking in the regular fashion, you should be potter. But in this case of Rishlakish, the owner of the squatting animal could say to the owner of the walking animal, he granted the Islach Rashus Lisaguye Alai that you have permission to walk over me. But to kick me, you have no permission. You have a right to walk over me, but to go ahead and kick that you have no uh, that you have no right to do, and this uh, applies in our lives as well. Yeah, there's sometimes where you have a right to step on somebody else, not necessarily that it's good midas, and a person obviously should refrain from this. But if you ever have to do something that chas v'sholem, you ever put in a situation where you have to cause some sort of uh, hurt feeling or something that's pushed. Sometimes in situations there's no way around it. At least don't kick. At least don't kick. Skoviter. Don't make it, don't relish in it, don't make it worse than it has to be. Yeah, by the mice of Purim, this was Haman's whole time on Mordechai, when Haman bows down, Haman gives him, and Mordechai gives him, gives him a zet. He says, And he says, yeah, but about you, give him a zet. Yeah. Right? So that's okay, that's for Haman. But in general, there's going to be times, there's going to be times where unfortunately, right, there's, there's two sides, you have to make sure that MS happens and people are going to be upset. Don't kick, just don't kick. There's no, there's no Indian to do that. Vaiter. Two-thirds of the way down. Two people walk in the public domain. One guy's running and one guy's walking. Both them are running. And they boom, knock into each other. They are both potter. Now we're going to assume for the Mishnah that it's normal to both run and to walk in a public domain. But this needs explanation. Yeah, it's an easy explanation. Says the Gemara. My season is easy, but Yehuda, our mission does that seem to be in accordance with Isi ben Yehuda. The Tanya, we learned in the Bechayse. Isi ben Yehuda, Isi ben Yehuda says, Rots Chayav. When you run in a public domain, that's not normal. Mepnei shuhu meshunah. Umay di Isi, Be'erav Shabbos, Be'en Hashmosh, Yisuh Potter. Mepnei shah Rots Bershos, Gevald. On Erev Shabbos, everybody's running. Everybody's running, so on Erev Shabbos, you have to expect people to be uh, moving a little faster, and there you're going to be Potter. Um, so he'll explain this Mishnah to be like that. Yeah, one guy's running, one guy's walking. When's it normal? Erev Shabbos. Otherwise, abnormal, you're not going to be Potter. The one running will be Chayyah for going too fast into the one walking. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Allah Kitsi Ben Yehuda. Yehuda says, Allah is like Isi Ben Yehuda. Which means. That's in contradiction to our previous Mishnah. Why? Because before, with the guy carrying the barrel in the. Yeah. Uh, so you told uh, you know if you're if you're going too fast, you slow down, you adjust your speed according to the guy who's in front of you. But in this case, 
So are we saying that the runner is it running? Are they they're running the same direction, and the runner runs up to the to the guy who's walking? Or Not necessarily. Let me let me. Uh, Michael's asking if it's uh, if this is a contradiction of the previous Gemara, which states that um, if if one guy's going too fast behind the other guy, he's not going to be responsible. Where where this assumption come from that one's moving too fast? Well, one's running, one's walking. So they go not in our Mishnah, and previously it didn't say anything about them going different speeds. Oh no! But they're both okay. walking normally. One guy makes a short stop. No, but in the previous one, it was where one was war, uh, was coming up behind the guy. Failed. Yeah, and they're going the same speed, and the guy in front makes a short stop. Okay. The, nobody's doing anything abnormal. Right. So over here, the shaila is, is is abnormality. Okay. Umi Amar Rabbi Yechonah Ki did Rabbi Yechonah say we pass like Isi Rabbi Huda on Erev Shabbos? Rabbi Yechonah Allah Huk Stam Mishnah. Rabbi Yechonah always rules with a Stam Mishnah and authorless. Mishnah. We learned in the Stam Mishnah. Echad Rotz Bechad Mahalich. One guy's running, one's walking. Shesh Name Rotz. When they're both running, Petur Malacha is you're going to be Potter. Uh, so how can Rabbi Yechonah say over here? Allah is like Isi Ben Yehuda if he follows Stam Mishnah. Answer the Gemara. Masis and Erev Shabbos Ben Ashmoshes. Our mission is dealing with Erev Shabbos Ben Ashmoshes. Going back on Friday, where everybody agrees that it's that it's normal to run. Mimai. And how do we infer? Get ready for this. This is beauty. How do you, how, where, does, where does the mission give off connotations that we're dealing with an Arab Shabbos Dika case? Since it said if they're both running their potter, why do I need to add that in? What's changed over here? If you're already off the hook, when one guy's running, one guy's walking, why do you got to tell me when they're both running? They got to tell me when they're both running that you're potter? Of course you're potter. Even if you're walking and I'm running, it's potter. One guy is running, one guy is walking. Where one seems to be doing something abnormal, still your potter. But when is that true? On Friday afternoon, but during a regular week, one guy is running, one guy is walking, which is not regular. You're going to be the one running is going to be obligated. What if they're both running? Then if you look because they're both doing something abnormal, you can't put the onus on anyone specifically, and uh, and they're both going to be potter. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us who might Isi Erev Shabbos being a shmosheshu potter. Isi taught us that on that uh, on Erev Shabbos the runner is always potter, but Bnei Sharatz Bershus because you're running with permission. Erev Shabbos my Bershus Ika says Gemara. Who says you have a right to run around on Friday afternoon? Where do you have Bershus? You know where you're running? Cover, listen closely. Not like we think. See, my mind, my mind says, you know why people run on Friday? Because I'm not ready for Shabbos. I'm not ready. And therefore, Shabbos has to wait for me. I'm not going to wait for Shabbos. I didn't make enough chicken. Didn't get up early. Didn't wake up early enough and learn Dafya in the morning. Rather, you know what I'm running? I'm going to meet Some say he's going to greet the Shabbos. Shabbos Kala. Shabbos the bride. Malkus of the queen. Rabbi Yanai would cover himself. Misate would cover himself. And stand there. That's where we're running to. See, some rest of us are running because... We're not ready for Shabbos. Over here, we're saying, you know why people are running? To get to Shabbos. How do I know? How do I know? What's a yid supposed to strive to do? About there's going to be times we'll be running late. But Halavai, our Erev Shabbos, should be that 
we wait for Shabbos as opposed to Shabbos waiting for me to get out of the shower? It depends if you're on the way to Shul or if you're not on the way to Shul. Okay, very good. Very good. Lefid is Gemara. Halacha Lamaisa. If he's running... To Shluks. Up, yeah, he's running up Very good. Driving too fast and not stopping at a stop sign on Erev Shabbos is yeah. not the excuse. Right. That you're going to be chayev. Right. That's not the running right. that, we're, uh, that we're talking about. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Zuck the Mishnah. Four lines on the top. Yeah. By the way, there was a big accident on the corner of Center and Delmar. On Erev Shabbos? No, just Oh, just now. Right. Hopefully everybody's okay. Hour ago. All right. When's your kiddush, by the way? Uh, the 28th. Of December, beautiful. Okay, mark my calendar. When's you? Well, beautiful. Okay. If somebody is cutting wood in a rishus rabim, and the wood shoots out into a private domain, and hurts somebody or kills somebody, so I'm chopping wood in a public domain. It's a public tree. The wood shoots into a private domain of of uh, somebody else. And it hurts somebody. What if I'm chopping wood? Push it in my own property. And it goes into a public domain. The splinter shoots out and hurts somebody there. I'm chopping wood in my own property. And it goes into somebody else's property. Halacha is in all these cases. You're obligated to pay for all the damages. Now. We'll see. Huh? Could be something that's just good. Good. You have to be more careful. You have to be more careful. That's not an excuse to do something somewhere when you know there's cover walking by. But we're going to learn the Gemara is going to get into the difference between it shooting into a public domain or into a uh, private domain because when something goes, everything is risk versus reward. And and um, these Gemaras are so gishmak. The Imamish teaches you as a yid how to live, how to think. How to, what, what, to, what to take into account when you're balancing like how to do and what type of risk you're allowed to take. So when, when you go into, when you're near Rosh Hashanah, even if you're in Rosh Hashanah, you know it's normal for people to walk by. So it's, it's going to be a whole different level of how careful you need to be than if somebody, if you're near another Rosh Hashanah, where a couple people live in that domain. It's not the same. It's, it's mamish not the same. If the, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's mamish. All right, let's... There's a lot of depth to this, but we'll we'll get going and we'll bring it out as we go through the Gemara. I need to go through all these cases. If you only tell me a case where you chop in a private domain and it enters a public domain, I was over there. People are commonly found, so the onus is on you to be careful. Let's say I'm chopping in a public domain and it flies to a private domain. It's not really ex- expecting for people to walk in that private domain. Maybe I'm not responsible. I'm in a public domain, and that's a weird, strange thing. I'm like a total ones. But says the Mishnah, no, you're chayiv. If I would give a case where you're chopping from a public domain and it shoots into a private domain and damages, I would say, Mishum to make karash, like of it. Listen, if from the beginning you weren't allowed to do that, there's not your tree to chop down. It's my domain. I could chop down trees. I can do what I want. It's my land. I would say you're not mechuyiv. So therefore, the chiddush over here is you are chayiv. If I would have only mentioned the cases, of starting in a shusrab and going, or starting in a in a private domain, I would say hamishum the shrichi rabim. When you chop from a private domain to a public domain, it's common for people to walk by. You should have been more careful. Other case where you're chopping from a public domain to a private domain, you didn't have right to be there. So in those two cases, A, I should have been careful. B, you had no right to do it. That's where you make you responsible. But if I'm chopping a tree on my property, I have every right to do that. It goes to a, so it's done with permission. It flies to a private domain where it's not normal for people to walk by. So that's considered 
that it's not my responsibility. So I would say he's not mechuyev. That's the adchidish. That's the adchidish over there. A safe trip. Thank you so much. Tana Rab, one of the rabbis learned so should we somebody enters the shop of a carpenter without permission. You know, sometimes in a store they have a sign employees only. You cannot enter a certain part of the store, you're not welcome to go there. Somebody walks through a carpenter store, you have no right to be there. Now they're chopping wood, so there's gonna be splinters everywhere, and you don't have your hard hat and your mask and face, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You have no right to be there. And a piece of wood shoots out and kills the guy who has no right to be there. The Allah is potter. The carpenter, whoever was cutting the wood, is not obligated. But if he gave permission to the guy to walk in, so then, Chayev, you're going to be responsible. My Chayev. Responsible in what? What are you obligated in? You're obligated in four things, and you're potter from Gullus. Okay, so I gave the guy permission to come into my carpenter's store. My wood shop. Okay, he gets hurt. What do I need to pay for? Ready for this? Damages, medical bills, loss of work, pain. The fifth one is embarrassment, which we learned earlier in the Masechta. You never need to pay if it wasn't your intent. Baishas for embarrassment, you don't pay unless you intended to hurt the person. So over here, even though the guy had a right to be there, there was no intent to embarrass. So you're going to pay for four things. And if the guy dies, you're putter from Golos. Even though you had permission to be there, it's not like chopping wood in a forest, the case earlier that you're have to go to Golos. In a forest, everybody has a right to be there. Nobody needs permission from anybody else. But over here, even though you had permission to be there, it is my domain. It's not your domain, and therefore it's going to be potter from Gullus. Okay. Omar Rava. Rava says, one second. You just told me, again, what's the halacha? You, a yid walks into the carpenter's store. The carpenter, piece of wood shoots out and hurts him. Carpenter's got to pay Nezek, Tsar, Ripoy, Sheves. If the guy gets killed, the carpenter does not go to Gullus. Because it's his property. Even though the guy had permission to be there, it's still your property. And the only time you go to Gullus is when like, you're in like, a forest... Where nobody owns the place. Okay. Omar Rabba Kavachimer. One second. Let's make a Kavachimer. When it comes to Fars, everybody goes in with their own das. We view it as if the, uh, it, you entered your friend's field and we're going to have the killer go into Golos. Over here, where the, the guy who got killed entered with the permission of the killer, how much more so should the onus be on the killer? To go to Gullus. Right? Because there's a greater responsibility. In his own place. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a greater responsibility. You gave me permission to do it in your place? And you still went ahead and killed the guy? I would say the, the murderer should be Chayab Gullus. Alamarava, rather, Rabbi says, no. My potter, me Gullus, Leisagi, you know why you're not potter from Gullus? Ready for this? Not because you didn't do anything wrong, it's for the following. It's very important you say it. I want to, I want to pause here for a second. Ready for this? This is, this is crucial in Yiddishkeit. Crucial in understanding what the Rebbein Shalom wants. The Rebbein Shalom does not punish. Ever. The Rebbein Shalom fixes. If I do an Avera at times, so I've caused something that needs to be fixed. 
If I do an unintentional sin, the way to fix it is by bringing a carbon chattas, let's say. If I do it on purpose, I don't bring a carbon chattas. You know why? Because the carbon chattas won't fix it. It's too bad. It's too wrong that I can't even bring a sin offering. Because the Rebbein is not here to punish me. He's here to fix. Consequences in the Torah are fixes. Says the Gemara. When somebody enters somebody else's carpenter store with permission, and the carpenter, a piece of wood falls out, flies out and kills the guy, the carpenter does not go to Gullus. You know why? Because he did something so bad that Gullus is not going to fix anything for him. That's why you don't go to Gullus. It's not enough. We're not going to give you something that's not enough. It's not going to fix it. Loisagi. It's not a... He did something so bad because... It's your domain. You allowed somebody there... Because he should have had protective measures in his store. Correct. As long as he allows somebody, as long as he knows that he will be allowing someone to come in, then he should have... There's an element of negligence, we'll say. And therefore, you know why you're not, you go to Gullus? It's not because it's less severe than a forest. Forest, you go to Gullus. This says the Gemara, incredible. It's mamish it's foundational, like how things work and, and consequences in the Torah. Again, Elamarava, my potomi Golos. You know why you don't go to Golos? Delay sagi lebe Golos. Golos isn't enough. It's not enough. Right, you're too negligent for a Golos. It's not going to help you. Did he kill unintentionally? Absolutely. But there's an onus on you. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a shogeg. It's an unintentional murder. That's almost like you did it on purpose. Yeah, but what's the fix? What Nothing right now. Their bunch of them will fix it. How do you fix it? How do you fix it? Yeah. The way to fix it is through doing your own tshuva, and then their bunch of them will take care of it. Sometimes there's nothing to do. You have to do your own tshuva, but Gullus isn't going to work, and you're not chayabisa because there was no, there was no warning. So there's no specific fix for this other than doing tshuva on your own. It's between you and the Rabbani Shalom. There's no physical fix in this case, we'll call it. Now, there is Gemaras and Makis that do get into um, whether or not there's a Gael Adam, a, a family member could still go after him. Well, that's, but that's, that's a sugi that we'll wait for in, in, uh, in Makis. Masiv Rabba, Rabba asked a challenging question. If let's say you have a Shliach Bezdin, Bezdin rules this guy has to get 18 Malkus. And the Shliach Bezdin gives him 19. Gave him an extra one. Gave him an extra one, and the guy dies. The Shliach Bezdin, who's working on behalf of Bezdin, giving the lashes, he's high of to go to Gullus. Why, why is Gullus enough for him? You're like a Shagig, why, why, why are we so strict about you? You should count the Maisi in Shibacha, the Ritzua. That people could really get hurt and die with one extra yeah, whipping. Yeah, and still, even though it's a strong onus on the guy, Vikatani, Hareza Gaila. So ask the Gemara, we see that. Even a shogi karov lamezid is chay of galus, and if a shogi karov lamezid is chay of galus, like the shliach bezdin, because he says he does go to galus, so then in our case as well, by the carpenter, when you gave him permission to enter, we should send the carpenter to the galus. We see galus is does suffice. Yeah. Answers the Gemara. Amr of Simi Minarda. Simi Minarda says the toy b'minyan. 
the mistake that the guy made is that he didn't count well. He didn't count well, but he didn't he was like negligent. Huh? He was negligent. Wasn't negligent. He was wasn't the guy who counted. Right. So that's he not was, called negligent. He was negligent. No. In not in counting. In counting. Right. In right. Counting but this is going to make him a shogi. But the Gemara is saying like this: If Besdin ruled, this guy needs thirty-nine lashes, right. whatever, and I give forty. Right. So then, I'm a shogi kar of lamezid. Why are you giving an extra whip? Yeah. Right. But if Taka, the guy simply made a mistake in his counting, yeah. so we're not going to call that negligence. That's people make a mistake. Am I up to eighteen or nineteen? You're counting, right? You're, you're counting. See, I mean, we have a hard time counting up to seven. Yeah, Hashem so, will kill on Yom Kippur, right? Yeah. So what are we saying? So therefore, what? And therefore, a shliach bezdin who makes a mistake in counting will go to gullus. Will go to go. Right, but a shliach bezdin that gives an extra whipping without being careful in his counting. Oh, you're confusing me. Okay, go ahead. What? what? Says the Gemara One second. Rava gave him a little uh, kick with the shoe, and he said, "Amalei atuhu money." One second. How does the counting in bezdin work? Does the shliach bezdin count as he whips? Fatani, the Brisa teaches us. Here's how they made sure nobody ever got an extra lash. The head of the bezdin would um, would read the call it the taichicha. Uh, he would read the rebuke about why we're giving lashes. The second dayan would count what lash we're up to, and then a third person would would tell the shliach bezdin hit. So the abbezdin would read the pasuk. A second guy would say, "Okay, read it, brother." Two hit whack. Three hit whack. Okay? So says the Gemara, so Shliach Bezdin can never make a mistake in accounting. Right. And that's why we did it like this. Right. So nobody should ever get an extra hit. So how, how could, what's the case in the first place? Asked the Gemara. Alam Rav Simi Minar says, the Dayana Gufei. The Dayan himself made a, made a mistake. Okay? The Dayan himself made a mistake. So then the Shliach Bezdin, this is fascinating, says Rashi, is also, the Shliach Bezdin is going to be Chayav Galas, because the Maisa, he's the one that hit, and he could have also counted. And he should have also been more careful that the, that the Av Bezdin, that the, the second member of the Bezdin, uh, didn't make a mistake. Maisa, that's a challenging question. Somebody throws a stone into a public domain and kills. You have to go to Galas. You throw a rock into a public domain. You off your rocker? Why are you doing that? Of course you're negligent for throwing a rock into a public domain. People walk there. Why? But we say you're chay of gullus. This is unintentional, borderline mazid. You should have put forethought. Hello, people walk by in a public domain. But we said you do go to gullus. So you see that you go to gullus even for things that are karayv lemezid. Things that you, it was a dumb move. And the Gemara, Amr of Shabbat Yisak, besides Sirah's Kaisla. But not Mezid. Huh? Karavu Mezid. Correct. So you're not Chayav Misa. But it's Karavu Mezid. You could have been more careful. And you weren't. And you go to Gullus. Says Gemara, no. You know the case of throwing stones into Gullus? You throw stones into a public domain and you go to Gullus. Amr of Shabbat Yisak, besides Sirah's Kaisla. The guy has a wall bordering Rosh Hashanah. 
and he's taking down his wall. So as he takes down the wall, he's taking a stone and he's just moving it over. And by mistake, over there, the stone happened to have hit somebody and uh, killed them. But it wasn't like some guys just playing, uh, you know, just randomly throwing things to a public domain. Um, um, he says, he still he still should have been more careful. He says, he was taking down the wall at night. Now, what does this help? So Rashi explains, this helps that you don't assume people are walking by at night. So there's not much of an onus on him. He is taking a certain risk. Uh, it says, still a risk that you're taking. You still should be careful at night, even though it's not as normal for people to walk by. It says, You're taking down your wall during the day and you're throwing it into the city dump. Into the trash dump. And there people aren't commonly found. What are the circumstances with this? If people are usually found in the dump, you're still responsible. People aren't in the dump, why are you going to Gullus? Amr of Papa, of Papa says, You know what the case has to be where we send you to Gullus? You're putting it into the garbage dump. People aren't usually there, but people will go there at night to relieve themselves. Okay? But nobody relieves themselves there during the day. Because that's too public. The Ika de Mikri Yosef, but sometimes people do. So Mazid Lehave, there you're not considered intentional. Most people don't hang out there during the day. It's usually gone at night. On a tsunami, but are you a, a total accident? No, Lehave, the Ika de Mikri Yosef. Because there are some people who do come by during the day, the Gemara has to wiggle into a, into a little uh, corner over here and say, You're right. Over the Maisa, we found the case where a person could be throwing a stone into something, a public domain, and be high of gullus. The only time it's going to happen is if you're taking apart a wall, you go to right, take it off, take it apart. And it's not usual for people to be there, but it's slightly possible to be there. It's not a total accident, but it's not an unintentional. Then you go to gullus. Bottom line, any other case where you throw stones into a public domain, you're high. High Misa. Yeah, or if, if you get, well, whatever, if you do it, if you do it intentionally. Otherwise, if, uh, if, you know, if it's done without warning and whatever, then it's going to be Shaige Karav Lamezid and you would not be, uh, you would not be Chayav Golis. Okay, let's hold it here. Rupta Rav Papa Mishmei, Rupta Papa Shmei the Rava, about uh, eight lines from the bottom of the daf. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chavar.